And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the We Are Loud Championship Preview Podcast. That's why it's called the Champ Pod. Um, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a hectic year, and it's I think it's it's what everyone's been looking forward to. Really, the your own club championship. So I'll be picking the winners. I'll be going through the grades and picking the winners and losers and a couple of relegations and hurling as well. So uh, thanks for tuning in and stay tuned. First up, and it's the Senior Joe Ward Championship title race. Uh, suppose I'll get it out of the way and I'll just cut the, the, the podcast, uh, the preview for the Senior Championship to 10 seconds and pick me winners, um, the New Town Blues. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it just looks that simple. It looks that straightforward. Whether it will be or not, we don't know. But there's still plenty of other talking points there. Um, who could get relegated Who is their potential shocks and who is the best of the rest so we get cracking I'm going to get like I suppose the main reason why everyone in the county thinks it's a foregone conclusion including myself is the depth of talent the Blues have um, I think the two cars and one of the Connors are away in America and they, they won't even be missed that's like a drop in the ocean um, for the quarter, like they'll probably be back for the quarterfinals, but they've so much, so much um, depth to come in, and then the younger players that were fairly fresh into it last year have are experienced. They the 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 confidence of knowing they've won a Joe Ward under the belt, so that pressure's off them. Even the likes of Kieran Downey and uh, Emma Carroll and Fergal Dunhuve all now county experience, so they're they're even improved. Again, and you look at their league form, it's been quite good as well. I know they lost last week um, for the first time this year in the league, but they were missing a few. They just they just look like they have it all together. Um, Smiley Phillips looks to have them all ticking over as well. He's in full control. There doesn't seem to be any angst in the dressing room, what have you. They all seem to be pulling the right way. All They still have a... Their experience core is still hanging around as well. The likes of Stephen Moon and Cormac Reynolds, Jimmy Murray, Hugh McGinn. So they're all there, guiding, giving that experience hand. 
Um, Colm Judge is sweeping away as well. You have good forwards like Ross Nally and like I said, Downey. It just, it just, they just look all around the best bet and the safest bet. But that, like I said, doesn't mean there's not enough, uh, not a, not enough to talk about elsewhere, because um, there is, there's a couple of, there's a couple of teams there that could on the day if the Blues take their eye off the ball, they will take them down. And uh, well, I suppose one of them is in their group, and that's the Jocks, uh, Maeve Martin. They probably have the best set of forwards outside the Blues. And the likes of Sam Mulroy, JP, uh, Wheelow, um, Connor, Healy, so there's Stephen Campbell. Like there's, there's a load of good forwards to have. And they have that shooting power. They look to kind of shore things up at the back. They've, they've Adam Winters is injury-free and he's, he's, playing, he's playing well for them. So they're, like, they're probably the best of the rest forwards wise but I think all round my second favourite and possibly could do it it could be the year of the dreadnoughts um, I know a lot, an awful lot of people around the county would like them to to do it they've gone so close twice they've they've had the best collection of players nearly before the, this Blues generation has come along uh, I don't think anyone would begrudge them a title um, but the teams are supposed to compete in, in the senior grade the other teams uh, I think they might have got their act together this year. Um, they have a good system in place with Underway and McKeever, their new manager. He's got them. He's got them taken nicely. They're they're uh, secured in the top four of the Division One league. They have uh, they've every everyone back. Everyone's fit, and uh, they'll take some stopping as well. Um, and and then. I suppose you have you have the Sean O'Mahony's former winners, you have the Pats former winners, you have Gail senior finalists last year, you've intermediate champions coming up, uh, the O'Connells, we've seen how well the Joes did when they come up. The Rattleys are absolutely flying it in Division Two, they'll bring that confidence with them. The Jerry's will have Jim McEnany back. So uh there's plenty there. The Marys won the Paddy Shield Cup last Sunday, having gone gone through a rough spa, rough patch. So I'll uh, I'll go through the groups. I'll pick my top two and my relegation team and um, I'll give me verdicts on the games that have taken place. There's 14 games on this weekend. I'll give the venues and my predictions now. So we'll, we'll go through the groups. The first group, um, there's, two, there's two really tough groups and then the rest you have a couple of Division 2 teams in there and there's just slightly... Not as tight looking as the others on paper, anyway. So you have the dreadnoughts, the Marys, and the Sean Manny's in Group One. Like I said, the dreadnoughts are there, are, are like look to be there or thereabouts, and um, they should top that group. Be massive. It's gonna be like like it's very hard to call. Like, but I'm putting my neck out in the line. I'm gonna call the dreadnoughts and the Marys just go through. I think the Manny's have suffered an awful lot of injuries of late. I don't know whether they'll all be back fully fit in time. I know they've got Connor Crawley back and he's massive help to them. <coughs> they missed him in the early parts of the league. Uh, he's their main game plan. They could get all the players back. It's a toss of a kind between them and the Marys. Um, I think the Dreadnoughts will beat the Marys this weekend in uh, Dunlear on Sunday. That'll be, that'll probably, that's probably the game of the weekend. Um 
So those those my two went into the relegation is the Sean O'Mahony's. Um Group Two, the Blues, the Jocks and Kilcarley. Um Blues should top that group. They play Sunday night against the Martins. And that'll that'll probably be, be a statement game for both sides. The Blues win it and they win it well or they win it just about everyone will be like, right, the Blues are there for the taking or oh god, the Blues are look impossible to beat. And then it might give the jocks a jolt as well. Um and I think Kilcarley are in the group, they're flying high in division two as well. I actually think Kilcarley could could get a shock this year. They um They've a good set of forwards, Ty McEnany and Shane Lennon. Like Leno caused the Blues problems last year in the group. Um, they'll have no fear playing the Blues again. They'll, they'll, they'll probably feel like they've nothing to lose. Um, and they can certainly beat the Martins as well. So I actually am going to go for a shock. And I'm going to put... There's always a shock. So I'm going to put Kilkerley and the Blues going through and the Jocks in a relegation playoff. Um... Group three, the Geraldines, the Pats and the Gales. This is a group that could really go anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. Um the Pats have are missing they got a big blow before the championship. Uh, with Paddy Keenan going off to America. Um going off to Boston. And then the Geraldines have suffered a lot of injuries. I think Dara Hamill's out, Shane O'Hanlon's out, um I know they've Jim back. There's someone else missing. Matthew Corkin could be gone to America, so I know they've gone got they've gained Conor Rafferty, um, but I still think Jim could be the difference in that group. Um, could the Pats could could the Pats be relegated? I think they could without Keenan. They could without Owen and Connor. They could. I think the Gales are very hard to beat, very very hard to beat. I know they have uh, a couple of injury woes themselves. But Barry Waters looks to be playing very well for them. They've got Crilly back. I'm going to go for the Gales, the two Gs, the, G- the Gales and the Geraldines, and have the Pats in that relegation playoff. And you could have the likes, you could have a repeat of the 2015 final, 2016 senior final between the Mahonies and the Pats playing each other. And in the final group, you have the two, or three Division Two teams the O'Connells, the Joes, and the Rahalis. Um with this group, O'Connell showed absolutely no league form last year and stormed an intermediate title. They've gained an all, they've played very well this past couple of weeks, pushed themselves right up into Division Two uh, standings now. Um, playing good football as well. They're, they're really good forwards, really lively forwards. The likes of Quigley and Conlon. Conlon's probably the most elusive player in Larry club football, and he's a great leader for them as well. He le- led from the line in their Leinster run as well. Um, Got a loud call up. You'd have to fancy them to go up uh, or get out of this group. The Rallies as well, absolutely flying. And I, I would have them top in the group. The likes of Ben Rogan and Barry Flanagan, Joe Flanagan's kickouts as well. We talk about the importance of goalkeepers. Um, Joe and Craig are probably the best kickouts in the senior senior championship. I know the Dreadnoughts have even got got a Chris Mulroy back in goals just to just for his kicking out ability, former outfield player. So the Joes have been the Joes have been struggling this year. They had they got rid of the manager, the new manager in Anthony Keenan. Um, they're still struggling. They um, always raise it for the championship though. 
but kind of like it'll be a local enough derby between the Joes and the O'Connells. Um, very hard to call as well. Very very hard to call. They play in the Grove on Saturday. Uh, the Joes against the Rattleys, and I suppose the Rattleys win that one, and the Joes are on a bit of a low web, and O'Connells waiting in the wings to pick them off. So I'm gonna go. You have to get. You have to go for the two teams of form, the Rattleys and the O'Connells. Um. Yeah, the rallies and the O'Connells and then the Joes in the relegation playoff. And I suppose if I'm picking out those four teams, it'd be the Joes and the Pats to get relegated. Um, but the Pats, you might think, with um, Paddy Keenan may be back for the playoffs. They'll stay up and possibly be the Joes that'll go down. Other than a big shock. Um, the other game from Group 3 that's on this weekend is the... Uh, is the... Um, the Jairs and the Pats. So whoever wins that one, I think, uh, yeah, I think the Jairlands will win that. That's it. There's four games, there's three games on in uh, Dowdles Hill on Sunday. So that's my senior championship preview and predictions for the opening round. Um, if you don't agree with any of them, tweet me at, at We Are Loud and get the crack going. I'll let it, who, who is your best of the rest? Who? How do you think the Blues can be stopped? Or can they be stopped? Is there someone else that I've missed that could do the damage on the day? Um, it it really it lo- it besides the blues like it's it's even fa- it's even going to be fascinating besides the blues being uh, given such status that they're gonna everyone thinks they're gonna win it like that's fascinating in itself whether they can be knocked off the perch as champions and who comes through like you, you look at the other teams there and you, you'd love any of them any of them to win it. Um, like the Dreadnoughts and the Jocks are the best of the rest, and they've never won the Joe Ward, so and you never know. And then you have the oh, it's, it's the, the, the Gales and the Marys are knocking on the door, the Mahonies have won a couple of years ago. You the three Division Two teams, so it's fascinating. Um, it's going to be a good, another good championship, and um, this weekend it'll all kick off. So that's that's the senior, that's the Joe Ward prediction. Um, Joe's get relegated and the Blues to win it. Um, next up, uh, as as you all know, I'm still involved with the Intermediate Championship. So, well, it's just still hanging on there. So I'm going to get uh, John Savage from the Drogheda Independent and the Argos to uh, preview the Intermediate Championship. Hiya, John. Thanks for coming along. No bother, Dan. Thank you. Um, so I suppose I, I will start off with uh, who do you think is going to win it and why? Um, not just saying it because I'm on the phone to you, Dan, but I think um, Attic have a great chance this year. Um, probably the pain of that final defeat two years ago and then the semi-final defeat last year um, might just get you over the line this year and a few of your, your younger lads are kind of coming of age as well and you still have Davy and Adrian Reid there so um, I, I think Malik will probably do it um, closely followed by the clans who are in their group and Cooley um, then I'd kind of draw a line and say that after that you've kind of got levels of who can win it you know Right, so no no pressure there. Thanks for that, John. Um, <laughs> piling that on. Uh, I suppose then you're looking at the other end. Uh, who is your relegation tip? 
Yeah, I suppose after those three or four surprises, if you take the Division 1 teams, Maddox, St. Bride, Clannagale and, and Cooley Chickens, they probably have a level there then of maybe, you know, probably have nine, ten teams who, who think they can win it. Yeah. Um, I would suggest maybe that there's two who probably can't, and, and that's probably the Kevins and the Piercy. Um, both of them are kind of be looking to consolidate. Um, and Glen Emmett, sorry, is, is the third, um, looking to consolidate. And it's probably a wee bit beyond Oliver Plunkett as well, but they could surprise people. They could go to a quarter-final or semi-final, no? Um, if you, ha- if you ask me to name one, I'd say it just might prove too much for the Piercy this year. Um, but in those relegation playoffs, that can happen. You know, if if, um, if you meet the right team in the semi-final, you can win it and you're out of it. You know, the release is unbelievable. Like, But um, I just think maybe in the Piercy, it just might be too much for the Piercy this year to stay up, you know? Right. And come here, John, now I have you. Is it an open draw? Um, yeah, open draw, open draw quarter semis. Yeah. Um, an open draw in the in the in the playoffs as well, the relegation playoffs. Um, and that brings us up to this weekend's fixtures. Um, the Hunterstown Feckins game is supposed to be on tonight is off. Um, so we start with yeah. the double header in RD tomorrow night. The clans take on the brides at six o'clock. You call it? Yeah, that's an unbelievable one, isn't it? Like they're, I think the same group was two years ago, was it? Dan? Yeah, you, yeah. You'd know better than me. The where, yeah. And the very same group, and it was the clans who didn't come out of it that year, but. It's there's not there's a path of a coin between the three teams. I think uh, I do think you Maddox will come out of it, and um, not necessarily as group winners, but I think Maddox will get out of it, and, and I just suspect that this game could could kind of decide it. And um, whoever loses this game is really on the back foot. Um, I just have a wee sneaky feeling for the clans, but you'd have to be wary of the brides because they've, they've hit a bit of form in Division One this last few games and and secured their status there with a game to spare. So. Um, it'd be a tight one, but just have a sneaky feeling the clans might edge that one, you know. So tight, so tight. Um, and then after that is Totor and the Kevins. Yeah, I think probably look the Kevins are a common team and some lovely forwards. Um, you have Keen Callan there and the Crosbys, um, and by all accounts there's a few good miners coming through as well. But I think the Finbars are just a wee, wee bit further on than them. Um, and I mean if William Woods is firing, which he usually is. Um, he's worth seven or eight points that, to the Finbars so I think probably the Finbars might just prove three or four points too strong there in that one and then the Sunday is the showdown between Cooley and the Glen Emmets and Dowdles Hill two o'clock yeah an interesting one for Cooley fans going to a double header with Pats and, and them not even in the same grade but uh, yeah. it should be too strong for Glen Emmets I think um, you know if, the Glen, if everything had gone well for Glen Emmets they're going into this game thinking that they they, they could put it up to them, but it hasn't. They've Graham Gardy in, and the, he, he's gone now, and not even sure if they have a, a manager in place. They've kind of a management team in place, I think, is, is, is uh, of selectors um, in place now. You know, so look, it could it could take for them, but I think just Cooley are just a level too fast, and they're Division One team, and Cooley probably feel they shouldn't be down here at all. That'd be the that'd be the reality of it, uh, Cooley, you know, um, and they'd be looking to bounce straight back. Um, I think in this particular game they'll be too strong and the, and the group overall I think they're just, just a bit ahead of Glen Emmett and Oliver Funk Brilliant John thanks for being thanks for that No bother thanks Dan thanks for having me
The Junior Championship Preview, right, uh, the Christie Bellew Cup. Uh, this is this has a bit of a trend. It looks like Division 2 teams have won in the past few years. The, 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 the Plunkets, maybe Hunterstown, the uh, Finbars. Glenavis Division 2 last year, they won it. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. So that, that really stood to them against the Glide, who were flying in Division 3, weren't tested, and then they, they stung them on the day. The team coming into it with the greatest form is the Glide. They've, they've, they beat the Plunkets. In, they're in Division 2. They beat the Plunkets recently. They beat the Feckins recently. And let me see. They've won a, couple, they've won a few other games. They beat Roach. They have four wins in Division Two, and they're going quite strong. You'd have to you'd have to look at them to give them serious consideration. But uh, my pick would be the Dundalk Young Irelanders, uh, the Maguires. They've a couple of nice forwards: Cheeky in the goals, Kieran uh, Murray in defence. They look the most all-round team. Lloyd would have that Division Two pedigree. And the Westerners could be an outside chance. They've they've looked like they've a relatively easy group, and they could call in Gales and the Tones, so they'll, they'll ease themselves into the quarter final, and then it kind of gets serious from there. So they might be okay. Um, the Lear could be there, thereabouts. The they should have won. They should have been Tully Allen last in the two games in the drawing game and the replay. They had an awful lot of injuries for the replay, but they're still there, thereabouts. So, uh, for me, I I think I think the young Ireland. I know wrote to Division Two as well. Um, like they could go and do it as well if they get a run. They have Glide in the group, so they'll they'll fairly well test each other out and maybe not meet till the final again. Um, it's it, it looks like the shoulders on Barry again uh, for doing the scoring sticks. Um, Barry O'Hare. But um, I'll go through the groups. In group one, you have the Bannon, the Young Irelanders, and the Mitchells. And the Mitchells had a good, went on a good run last year, um, without even the Young Gallagher playing. I don't think he. I don't think he'd be able to play. Even the Miners is under twenty. No, he will be. But I, I think the Bannon might might come second in that group to the Young Irelanders. Um, they have a couple. They have a good forwards, Klusky as well, and the namesake Daniel Bannon as well. What's the Bannon? And um, the Jigginses as well. Are, are solid players at that level but I just think the Young Ireland will power through that group and group 2 is Dowdles Hill and Roach that game is on tonight actually um, you'd have to fancy Roach to get over their neighbours and then Glide is in that group as well Roach will play the Glide with a game under the belt uh, so it might bring them up to scratch they might get Glide on the cold and Glide might beat them in the final what have you I think more he'll, he'll top that group I think yeah I think Roach might top that group and Glide will come second and maybe get revenge later on in the year um, the t- group three is the Westerns Cahull and Gales the Tones I mentioned that one already um, the, Tommy Doran is probably the best player in the junior grade bar Derek Maguire um, but very hard to mark uh, at that level can kick for kick points, plays alongside the brother as well. Uh, 
So I think, yeah, the Westerners will get out of that group. The Tones are not bad. They, 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 they've won a couple of games this year and they won a couple of games last year as well. They were, they were quite good last year when I seen them play. You'd be surprised a couple of the fannings are quite good footballers. Gigi Leone, another Leone, I think he's on the, on the 20s. He was calling back this year. I can't think of his first name. But a couple of nice players as well. Smith as well. Red-haired fellas, good forward. So the Tones will get... Get into that group, and group four is the the group with the four um, the four teams in it: the Knicks, the Malachies, the Lanlier, and Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott's had a good win going into it, so they'll come into it with, with a bit of form. Who did they beat? Let me see. Let me think. Um, let me see. Who is it? They beat a big team recently. Uh, they beat the Westerns. They beat the West with one eleven to one seven. I knew there was I knew there was a big win in them that stuck out in my head. So that probably put them in great form. Picked up a few players with the transfer window as well. So you looked them to go out second in the group, still behind Lanlear, who looked they 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 started off very well in the in the division three league but kinda of waned off a little bit. Uh to their own downfall, I think. But I think I still think they have enough to top the group. A couple of Murphys there in the forwards and that. Quite good, a couple of minor lads in with them. So you're looking at those, the Shans and Lanlier. The Knicks and the Malachies played last year, actually watched that. The Knicks actually have a couple of nice forwards as well. I keep saying that, everyone has, everyone has bloody nice forwards. But um, Philip Kerwin and Roy Kieran's two lively, energetic sort of a pair, a bit of skill involved as well. But the Malachies have a lot of pedigree there. there were, there's a couple of lads still hanging around that would have played senior football. Like of Ronan Green, Ronan McElroy, Shane Rogers is a good footballer, um, Porrick Moley's a big chap, um, uh, is it Connolly as well? But so they so so they'll they'll be knocking about. They might take a scalp, but I I still can see Lanier and the McDermott's going through in that one. Who wins it out? Uh, you could like I think I think it's an open draw. I'm open to correction. I think it's an open draw now. What I think it was last year as well. I don't think Group One meets Group Two or winners and losers like a wall chart for the World Cup. Um, so I think anyone could get anyone. So you could have like someone's going to get Roach or Glide if you top the group. So you could have the Young Irelanders meeting meeting Roach early on and knocking them out that way and blowing the championship wide open. But uh, I still think the Young Irelanders, despite being in Division Three. Uh, the Division 2 pedigree within it I still think they'll have the firepower they'll have the all round game plan uh, I've seen them in the relegation game last year against the Feckins and Monaster Boys and they've, they've played quite well and uh, they gained a couple of more youngsters uh, O'Donoghue's a really good player for them as well I think he does sweep and get forward from he's lightning like they were there about they were in the quarter finals of the championship two years ago in the intermediate championship. So they have that quality there whether they get it all together on the day. Um like even if like the likes of the Kevin Sting and the Glenn Emmett's in the final two years ago and then Tully Allen stung Glide last year, probably probably two of the most entertaining games or finals in loud football this past couple of years. Uh so it's holding your nerve for the whole entire season and sometimes in, in that grade you kind of get ahead of yourselves and you get a little bit too cocky and you can take them back down to earth fairly quickly. The Plunkett struggled to get out of it a couple of years ago and they were in Division 1 and I think they were in Division 1 league. So it's a dogged championship 
and you have to have a dogged mindset to get out of it. But my prediction is the Dundalk Young Ireland's. My predictions for, well, I'm going to call the games uh, that are on this weekend. Tonight, Roach play Dowdles Hill in the Moctis. I'm going to go for Roach in that one to get the, the kickstart of the championship. Friday night sees the Knicks take on Dunlear. And I'm going to give Dunlear that one. I think that's a former uh, junior final in the Gaelic Crowns. A couple of years ago when the Knicks, the Knicks last won it in 2007, I want to say. Hope the correction on that one. Um, it's the Bannon and... The Young Irelanders are on the Grove on Saturday night. And uh, Young Irelanders get over this the Bannons. The Bannon that would be it. That'll be a really that that's town mouse versus country mouse there. Um it's the Bannon really tear into them and Young Irelanders will possibly have a little bit more guile to get by them. And then the Cahulling Gales are playing the Westerns on Sunday in the first of those triple header of the Dowdles Hill. And you'd have to fancy the Westerns to get that job done at one o'clock on Sunday. So if you agree with all those predictions or don't agree, as as usual, get them in. I'm on Facebook as well, the We Are Loud Facebook page. Um, I was going to do a Senior Hurling Championship preview and then I just got word that uh, Pierce Oak might be feeling the team and Omatic Rangers are feeling the team and Menin are champions and the Feckins would look to uh, get their crown back have won a couple of years in a row there and then Knockbridge are lurking in the wings as well so I'll probably do I'll probably do a Hurling preview all on its own I'll get a couple of lads on have a chat about it and um, Really good championship. I enjoyed it last year. Um, good final as well in the Grove. So we'll leave that for another day. That's the Senior Hurling Championship update. So there you go. There's uh, the previews for all the three championships, even a Senior Hurling Championship update as well. Um, I look forward to this time of the year. Um, I love going down to every little ground, double headers, and see other lads you know. It's usually players going to watch other players play. Um, it's a great community spirit. There's always uh, entertainment. There's always uh, there's always shocks. There's always talking points. There's always great chat coming out. You're walking down the slope in the grove and you're talking to lads, uh, you're going out to get your car and you're talking about the game and who won and who you play next. And There's always a great buzz, um, even... On the bank in Drada as well, you have the crack. Um, Dunlear is a great little venue this time of year as well. Um, so it's it, who knows what's going to happen this year. I'm um, really looking forward to it. There's, there's going to be plenty of talking points. I should have a, a Monday podcast going through what happened, the ins and outs of it, um, who's made statements and who hasn't, or where the shocks have come from and how they happened, injury updates and and the whole lot so thanks for thanks for tuning in thanks for listening and get involved get get in contact with the we are loud twitter page at we are loud um facebook page and then it's soundcloud.com forward slash we are loud and also as well you can subscribe on itunes uh thanks for listening really enjoyed that can't beat the championship especially this time of year especially the weather I talk about 
dry ball and hard ground and open football and fast fast attacking styles uh, it's going to make for a fascinating championship and it's going to add to it as well so see on the bank whatever wherever you are it would be a Dowdens Hill or um, the Moctis anywhere just let's get forward let's get rocking and see who's going to bring the cups home Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her